0: We've got some fresh, new, young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before.
1: One, two, three, listen. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Podcast. My name is Tobias Dahlberg. I'm the founder and chief strategist at Wondering. You can find us on wonderagency.com. And hey, in this episode, I'm talking to a fellow brand consultant. Her name is Vanessa L., Vanessa lives in Montreal, in Canada. She works all over the world. And we decided that we dedicate this episode to small businesses, to entrepreneurs, to aspiring entrepreneurs, freelancers, anyone who could use some advice for building their brand. So hope you like the episode. Uh, I really enjoyed doing it. Uh, Vanessa has a lot of good insight. I'm sure you're going to like it. So go and connect with her on social media. And if you like the episode, I'm really happy if you leave a a review and give us five stars and some stars. And uh, looking forward to connecting with you again. Okay, well, today I'm sitting down with Vanessa L, who I met on LinkedIn, who uh, is someone who's doing a very similar type of work that I do in brand consulting. And uh, I decided to reach out to her. And uh, we will devote this episode to entrepreneurs and small businesses who are looking to leverage their brands or build brands, even from scratch. So welcome to the show, Vanessa. Great to have you on.
0: Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy we're able to connect.
1: Great. Uh, Can you please share a little bit about your background? Uh, What do you exactly do? I mean, I know, but for the listeners and uh, yeah, share a little bit about your story.
0: My background. My background combines psychology, marketing and photography, and it's only looking backwards that I understand how... These three fields actually um, make a difference in terms of what I'm looking to do. And it's only recently that I realized really that the purpose of it all, you know, how can you do so many different things? It's, it's basically when you find your purpose, it all makes sense. And my purpose is to make a difference in people's lives and have an impact. And I love connecting with people. And so, you know, the purpose is the same. But what what differentiates itself, you know, what's different is the passion. I'm passionate about photography. I'm passionate about the human and whether I'm, you know, facilitating a brainstorming session or giving a conference in front of a crowd of people or whether, you know, I'm taking a few pictures left and right at the end of the day, I'm living my purpose. So um, this is pretty much what my background is about. And today I'm able to apply all this accumulation of, you know, my education, my experience, my business. I've been in business for six years now and I'm able to make a difference again in the lives of entrepreneurs. Founders, business executives, through my work on brands uh, or with their brands. And I help them with their brand to reach their ultimate fullest potential. And I work with companies that are, you know, either one, two, three years in business, all the way to 50 years in business. And what's common about all of them is that they are facing certain um, situations of ambiguity and they're asking themselves certain questions. And there's things that are uncertain, which is very common in a lot of companies, of course, including mine all the time. And I just walk them through. I help them navigate through a series of uh, deeper questions. I help them navigate from uncertainty to breakthroughs and from, you know, ambiguity to clarity, after which we're able to build a very strong strategy for their brand. And after that, we can also work on aligning their brand. So I help them therefore, after that come up with how to take actions in line with the brand with their culture, with their customer experience, uh, et cetera. And that's, that's what I do today.
1: Sounds excellent. What I really like about your background and the way you explained to me also this story before we went live is that you, you have a background in psychology and, uh, and you're also very aesthetic. You do photography. And so that seems like a very good mix for someone who is involved with marketing and branding because uh, I think that's what we lack so much inside organizations that we have general marketing people that have a business background which i do by the way and mm-hmm. uh and sometimes maybe they they lack that um i don't know should i say empathy or or that sort yeah. of a, that feel for aesthetics and for the human psychology and so i think that sounds like quite a perfect background to be honest
0: <laughs> well i'm happy to hear this to be honest i didn't plan it that way things just happen to be this way and I've been just pursuing one thing after the other by staying true to myself. And next thing you know, yeah, I give that kind of background. And it's only today I understand exactly like you're saying how they all combine together to create kind of this unique experience that I can provide to my clients and, you know, different ways of seeing things. So, um, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, so uh, what I've done is I've collected a few questions uh, based on. What people keep asking me if I'm doing a talk or if I'm doing something particular with a focus on small businesses or entrepreneurs or even aspiring entrepreneurs. So, uh, so this is sort of generic. So I, what I like to do is that you and I both discuss these questions based on our own experience. And hopefully we'll try to create as much mm-hmm. value as possible for people who can relate to these questions. So does that I- sound good, Vanessa?
0: Absolutely. Go
1: for it. Great. I'm going to go right into it. So the first one uh, is actually all the type of questions that relate to why do I need a brand in the first place? Why should I get with the whole idea that I need to be building a brand? I mean, this seems self-evident for us, but for many people, this is not Mm -hmm. self-evident. What do you think? Yeah.
0: Um, I think that people like when you're in business uh, there's different times at which we can realize the importance of brand you know some of us start the business you know enter the business world understanding its importance and some of us don't and um but at one point you know or another you're going to have to face a certain situation that will probably increase the you know the value of why a brand is so important Um, Mm. and i think that in order to first answer this question i mean there's no right or wrong way to answer that question but I think it's important that we define what brand is before we even try to understand its importance and um, I think that the reason why people might ask like why do I need a brand is maybe because of that maybe a different understanding of the definition a lot of people and, and we spoke about that briefly but see the brand as being like the visual aspect of what we see like the logo the branding the packaging all these things that we interact with on a visual level Um, And when in fact, it's it's quite the overall of things, right? A brand is much more than that. It's deeper than that. It's the emotions that you create through the logo. It's the experience. Mm -hmm. It's the culture. It's your employees are part of your brand as much as your operations and um, your clients. What they say about you, uh, of course, is part of the word of mouth. And you can tell the whole world you're number one in, in that specific market but if the clients don't agree then mm-hmm. there's a clash there there's a gap with your brand so i think that if we see the brand as really this overall umbrella that includes the memories the way we interact with the brand the community that's around the brand the employees that make it, the experience and all these important elements including the logo of course yeah. then right away i think the entrepreneurs um might right away perhaps try to see you know like value it differently or understand its importance differently what do you think
1: yeah, well, I no, I, I agree with everything you said. And what I have a tendency to often remind people of uh, is that if you think about any business, I think there are like two main jobs that you need to deal with that relates to, let's say, marketing and branding. But 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 the whole business actually, the first is like if they don't know you. They can't buy from you, which means Mm -hmm. that you have to deal with this whole idea of attention and getting people to know something about you. And and of course, you rather want them to know a lot about you. And only when they know you, the second question is about choice. And one of my favorite questions that I keep tossing around is, why should they choose you? Which Mm -hmm. is a question that sort of has a lot of other sub-questions embedded, like who are they and and why, what's the motivation, so forth. But without going too deep into that, I think it's just like, are you giving people a reason to choose you and uh, if people are not willing to pay a premium for for what you offer then you don't really have a brand it's just like a you might be known for something but you're kind of similar so so i like to approach it from well you know it's this it's for me it's the core idea behind a business like you need to be well known and that's more the maybe be communicational like the advertising industry or, or that part or the other which i think you and i work more in the space of what is the value that you provide that is different and relevant mm-hmm. to people like if you don't if you can't solve these two questions i don't think you can have a business so for me it's like it's like a it's like everything
0: i i i couldn't agree more and i have to add to what you're saying is that oftentimes the way i try to explain it as well to my clients is that your competitors can sell the same product as you, as you can have the same cost as you can be employees fine you know like there's a lot of things that like the only way that you end up differentiating yourself is in terms of your brand and what makes you unique. and if you don't stand for that uniqueness and you're you know a bit too busy looking at what competition is doing and that there's a quote that I always uh, like to say, which is the more you look at competition, the more you look like competition. yeah, and you love that. forget you forget that very essence of what's making you so different. Um, and when in fact the the main thing that makes you different is your brand, not you know all the other things that uh, that you were mentioning, yeah,
1: great. So let's move on to. Question number two. So the, the second question I have is, are questions related to how should I start? How should I get going with branding? And I know people come you know, asking this question from many different perspectives. Either you're planning to build something new, like a whole new company, venture, uh, or you have an existing one. But people still keep asking me this question, like, where, you know, how do I start? And I, feel, I think it comes from a place sometimes of um, lack of confidence because they feel like we're not really doing branding or brand building, mm-hmm. But like, what, what's your thought on on that? Where should people start? Where does brand building start?
0: I think brand building starts with the awareness of what brand building is. I keep yes. coming up coming back to that because of, um, you know, when I work with my clients, um, there's an important, you know, part of the whole process is me actually teaching what a brand really is and for them to really understand where we're going with this. It matters. We're not doing marketing, which is sometimes how it's perceived. We're not working on advertising. We're not working just on the branding in in terms of the visuals. So I would say that the first place to start is to educate yourself, to build awareness, to, you know, get that information on what exactly is brand building, you know, in Mm. terms of it's what, again, the definition of brand and what is brand building, and maybe also inspire ourselves by how those strong, bigger brands out there are doing it um, and reading books. And I think the first part is just educating ourselves. And I think that by doing that, if you're you know, really immersing yourself in a the world then start happening is you're gonna start asking yourself certain questions and you know start to ask yourself about your own brand. You know, if Starbucks is doing that, you're gonna have it's gonna trigger some questions because at that point you have awareness. So there's you know you have like a body of knowledge and, and research and information and experiences that you can compare to and, and then you can kind of start building your own mm. uh, Path through questions. I think these are yeah. the building blocks, I guess. What what's your take on
1: that? Well, I mean I don't have much to add. I, I love this idea of, of questions. That's that's very sort of natural to my style as well. I would just definitely say like ask yourself the most vital questions and try to frame, you know, what are you trying to solve and and why do you think you need to do brand building? I mean we can give you the answers, but I think you need to you need to feel it, you need to understand it yourself and see like what is actually Absolutely. and I would start I would always start with the business uh, like before I get even to brand, just like what are the business um, objectives and problems that you're dealing with and then to really, like you said, like have the clarity around what is a brand and what can the brand really do and what should it do for you and what is it, what's the role of the brand, like all these kind of big questions and then probably get into those more, you know, traditional like brand strategy related questions like you know why do we exist and what are we here to do and what do we do for people that no one else does and you know why should they choose us and all these other great questions
0: but i I agree
1: it's all about the questions
0: yeah oh totally and and i think the reason why the questions are important is because oftentimes the clients they know what they want but they're not sure what they need like uh, we spoke about it last time i don't i never did i get a call saying hi vanessa can can you Help us with our brand strategy. This is this is very, quite rare. Oftentimes, they okay. come with you with a series of questions, a uh, series of questions, I mean, or their wants. We want to grow our business to the next level. We want um, to better reach our target market and resonate with them. We want to add more emotions to our brand. And it's through series of questions that I ask that I'm able to really know what it is that, that they need. And sometimes the, the wants that they have they're not really related with certain questions and you know you got to go deeper and i think that that's part of the whole idea of brandon i want to ask you a question now yeah. if you start with the business questions um say you have a customer or a client who cannot answer those basic questions do you also go ahead and help them with uh you know determining the objectives for instance for their mm-hmm. business or do you how do you go about that
1: yeah yeah i think that's a that's a great question um I go about exactly like helping them because it, it is true. Even really big companies sometimes don't have an objective, but it's somehow a- assumed that you know that we should be building brand, and then they don't have an objective. I think sometimes that could be difficult if you don't have a clear objective. And uh, mm-hmm. and then if it's an entrepreneur, I would start more like with the question of like what is it that you want to do like what is your passion and how do you want to make a difference in this world Yeah, Um, I actually just did a video the other day uh, based on a question that I had in a live audience just last week where this is women actually a woman who had a jewelry business and she asked me you know should I listen to my customers or go with my own gut and my passion and I know it's kind of a difficult questions because in one, on one hand you could say yes to both but but uh, what she meant is like she went out and showed her jewelry to a lot of people a lot of women and they were like ah oh, you know we want something just very basic and she wasn't inspired by it at all mm-hmm. and my answer to her was and, and going back to this question I think is like I would still start with what are you passionate about if you're an entrepreneur because that's different mm-hmm. from being a, a massive corporation where you don't get to decide and you just want you know, to do the more classic marketing textbook style, Mm -hmm. like, you know, go and find customers. I would, you know, if you can't sustain that energy and passion as an entrepreneur, you're going to die. You're not going to, and you're not going to do things that matter. So I would always start with that. And that's, so then, you know, maybe it's not an objective. Maybe it's just like, what do you want to do? And and how are you going to get, you know, satisfaction out of this whole thing?
0: Very interesting. I do agree that without passion, it's very hard to uh, persevere. And keep going through the ups and downs as an entrepreneur. Uh, So I think passion is also the place to start.
1: Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, so question number three. Mm -hmm. So people ask, in a very crowded marketplace with giants competing against me, how will I ever stand a chance to stand out and be noticed?
0: Yeah, Hmm. absolutely. Um, The the way I would answer this is, um, it comes back to question number one or two now, I forget, but where, you know, if you work on your brand from the inside out, and when I say inside, I mean like by uncovering the answers to these very fundamental questions and, you know, going from uncertainty and ambiguity and navigating all the way to focus, um, things are going to be so clear about what makes you stand out that i think that's the first place to start what is it that makes you different that even those bigger companies and those you know direct competitors are not doing yes because a brand is about what, what you know one of the things that it is about is about what, what makes you different what's unique about you and you know no one is you and that's your power as another quote says so it's like okay if you know what makes you stand out that's step one yes and if you don't know what makes you stand out that's that's where the focus probably should be oriented towards um in that case because you know this is when oftentimes you know i i have my clients who are very inspired by their com- competitors and when i ask them the question okay why do you think that this activity that you're doing is important they would say well you know we kind of have no choice the competitors doing that so our clients are going to we don't want our clients to go there and we have no choice i'm like okay great okay you want to you want to do the same thing fine but what can you do that the others cannot do yes uh, yeah. and so you know how are you going to be the influencer how are you going to be the want to, to dare and i should use the word carefully is to dare to stand out once you know what makes you so different yeah. and then it's a question of communicating and finding your tribe and and i think that it's interesting because you asked you know if, if we're talking about a small to medium company right yeah. uh, the questions are relating to that and oftentimes we make this, com- this really upward comparison to the bigger ones out there but they're not really competitors um if you really boil it down to you know why who they're speaking to and what it is that they do and you know, there's a lot of questions you need to compare. Like, what's their target? What's yours? Uh, What's the pricing of your product? What's yours? What experience are you trying to do? Because maybe the experience in a bigger company that they're providing with their product or service is completely different from the one you're doing. Maybe yours is Mm. so personal. So I think that this upward comparison um, can happen. And it usually happens when we're not really connected. I mean, think about it, even in humans, you know, when, when you don't know your sense of self, you're looking for who you are. And if you're not interested, or you're not really comfortable digging in yourself to find out what makes you so different, you're probably going to be very inspired and influenced by these, you know, people around you, your, your you know, people you in, admire, your friends, your, because we we always want to try to find like, to fit in sometimes, and mm. it's the moment you we we start looking within and we know why we stand out and that we dare take a voice to communicate mm. it. I think I think
1: you're already on you're on, you're on that track, yeah four. yeah i mean i I agree, I think also it's it's somewhat dangerous to if I hear someone even think about like talking about the marketplace as if it's like like down the market square and all these people are gathered to buy this one one dimensional product that is the mm-hmm. same as a something that a big company does, I think it's already scary, like I don't think entrepreneurship is about that, really, I mean I think entrepreneurship for me is at its core it's about innovation it's about bringing something new you know or improving customers in some way and if mm-hmm. you from the get go think that you are comparing yourself to something that already exists there be it a big company or or maybe a small company you're already a step behind i think so i, yeah. think, I think i think it's a, it's a it's a it's time to go back to the big questions again and and really oh, ask well, yourself yeah
0: Absolutely, sorry, the line was cutting, but I'd like to add to what you're saying, Tobias, is that, um, of course, I'm not recommending or suggest- suggesting not to look at your competition. I think it's it's part of the process. You know, I do help my clients understand and be build awareness around, you know, what's happening around us. You know, you're like in an ocean and you're looking at the other fishes around. But what I'm saying is that if all the other fishes are, you know, purple, you take on your own color and become the only yellow fish around the purples, right? So that's more yeah. the idea of, you know, looking at competition is important to a certain extent it's important for awareness to know like exactly it also helps stick you know come up with the answer of what makes you stand out sometimes you know knowing what you are is knowing what you're not and if you know what you're not you know what you are there's no one right way to do it so some clients need to look at the competition and use that as an exercise and say okay this is not who we want to become so it's it's fine but i think it's when you really start using that as when it starts, I think it's at the moment it starts influencing your own identity as a brand that it can become shaky.
1: Yeah, yeah, well yeah. put. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's move on to question That's number good. four. Awesome. Uh, this is a combination of questions that I've been getting, but it, I've, I've distilled it down to this question Whose job is brand development? So, in other words, whose job is it really to build the brand? Let's say, in a small company, unless you're just you yourself as an entrepreneur entrepreneur when it's pretty obvious, but let's say you're a team of ten or fifteen, whose job is it to to build a brand
0: and when you say job, you mean main responsibility or you mean like um, yeah
1: it could be main the... responsibility or it could be partial responsibility, but like who how you know what what is the what is the best yeah. way to to, to think about that. Is it a designated person or is it a a joint thing? You know, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, um, if we go back to the answer that I think was for question one, where I was talking about the definition of brand, if we understand that every single action you take, every single experience that your clients live with you, regardless of who they interact with is considered brand. Therefore, every single person who's part of those five or ten people in a business need to be responsible of the brand to a different extent with different activities but of course the main thing is to be all aware of what the brand stands for and to know how to act you know, on brand or in line with the brand of course so it's, it's the responsibility of every single person in the company to, to some extent of course. Now in terms of who handles the development of it, um, I think that If we gather people around a table, which I often do with different, um, with people that have different roles, I think is absolutely vital because we all have different perception. I was saying, we were saying earlier that a brand is what they say it is, as our friend Marty Neumeier says very well, right? So they can be the employees as much as it can be, you know, the clients. It's what they say it is. And so for me, the way I see it is that brand is really like, um, it's a group effect. It's a group understanding from you know the people that are part of that brand and so I would say that's the responsibility of every person to be to understand what the brand stands for and what it's all about you know everything that it's uh, and in order obviously to make sure that you act in line with this you know whether it's the person who's responsible for HR the idea in that case is to make sure to recruit people and maintain people and retain employees in line with the brand and if it's you know the person who's handling marketing well, of course, it's to make sure or marketing and communication was well, to make sure that if you're of the brand, well, you're responsible for making sure that every action you take and everything is aligned with the brand. So that's kind of like my pers- kind hmm. of my uh, perception and understanding of, of um, the role of brand, whether you're 5, 10, 15 or, you know, your own self. I think it, it applies to it.
1: Absolutely. What do you think? I think that was such a great answer that I have nothing to add to that. I think it was, I think it was <laughs> okay. as close to perfection. I have nothing to add. No, I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, okay, so that leads us to question number five, which is how do I build a strong brand with very little resources? So this is could be a tricky one, but um, this is something I hear a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and when when you say resources, of course, do you define human resources, financial resources, or are you saying like just global? Because of course it's, uh, I think, I think everything,
1: I think everything. I mean, uh, typically, as you know, it comes down to money, but I think like, uh, whether we we're talking about skill, you know, talent, resource, uh, network, it kind of comes down to money in the end. Typically. I mean, yeah.
0: I, I, um, well, the way I would answer that question is that most uh, you know, we both read a lot of books and, and yeah. some of the entrepreneurs that are someone very important today or significant or making a big difference out there has no resources. But what they all have in common, and you tell me if you agree with that, is that including all of us, I mean, I, I didn't have all the resources when I started, um, but I had resourcefulness. And resourcefulness is the way that you actually go about finding your resources and making use of your resources. And um, so in my case, for instance, you know, maybe I, you know, nobody really taught me the way I understand about brands. It's me who went up and started reading all the books and all that. I mean, yes, of course, I have my background in marketing and that taught me a lot. And that's one of the many you know, values it, it, it gave me. But at the end of the day, if you want to become a specialist at something, you know, some people can hire mentors. A lot of people would say, OK, I don't have the money for mentors. My mentors are the Denise Leon and the Martin Neumeyers out there, the Dory Clarks, all these authors of books that I've read, these are my mentors. Yeah. And I was resourceful to go about reading their books. And then again, we can go further at saying, okay, you can read the books, but what do you do about them? I mm. apply what I write. So again, that's another way to see it. if we want to look at another way to be resourceful is human you know, resources, if you see it that way, in the sense that when you build a network and you connect with people, you know, asking for help, for guidance, for knowing what's the best thing, how to go about certain things is is being resourceful. And so mm. although you can not maybe allow yourself to spend on, you know, someone to manage your marketing, you can probably surround yourself with people who are experts in marketing and having a few conversations, if you're resourceful, will help you as much. Until the point you start having resources, then, you know, to teach your own decisions whether they want to delegate, outsource or not. But mm. I really think it's just about how do you go about getting those resources when you don't have the money, when you're broke, when you're unstable, when you don't know a lot of people? Well, we get to know people. You know, if you don't have the money, you go about learning it yourself at the beginning. Absolutely. Um, that's Absolutely. That's really my point. Yeah.
1: I I fully agree. I love this point uh, about resourcefulness versus resources as well. And uh th- something I've learned over the years is like I tend to be very I don't know if the word is crafty, but let's say I, I tend to be someone who really loves uh, getting my hands dirty and trying things out and learning myself. Yes. And part of the reason for that is that, well, it's, it's impatience and all these things that come with entrepreneurship, I guess. But more than that, I think is I, I want to understand it. So if I hire people, I want to know how the job is done because I feel there's kind of a slight risk to just throw money on the problem, uh, hoping mm-hmm. that people will 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 bring you know the knowledge and in some cases that's fine but when it comes to you know you, you, you when you don't have a lot of money to play with you want to make sure that you spend it in a in a wise way and so maybe yes. to to get a little bit more tactical from that answer i would say that that uh, try to really focus on something where you c- that you can do really well. And it goes back all the way to the big questions and the brand strategy, obviously. So like, what, what is your focus? So you have to be very focused mm-hmm. as a company, as your business, your offering. But also then in terms of like, let's say if we talk about marketing or, or media, like what can you sort of, what can you dominate? Can you dominate Instagram? Can you be like super Focused and do something really well, or are you trying to somehow do too many things? Because I think most of the entrepreneurs I'm talking to, including myself, over the years have been trying to do too many things, and we all know (laughs) what that you know leads into, like your average in many in many uh, ways, Mm -hmm. and, and not really doing anything great. So that was the lesson I learned myself.
0: I think it's yeah, it's part of the entrepreneur the entrepreneurial spirit. I think where we're trying to do it all. Um, But I I learned it actually not long ago that I want to amplify what I'm the best at and the rest I want to delegate. I actually, um, when was it? Yesterday, before yesterday, I had an interview with Justin Kingsley, who's a creative strategist and author. And I I asked him the question. I'm like, what do you mean when you say you're always intense? He's like, well, I'm always focused on things and I'm doing them like from A to Z. And I asked him, I'm like, what about the, the tasks that are less relevant to you, that you're less passionate about? And he's like, I don't handle these. So again, a lot of the interviews that I do or that I listen to always come up to the same idea of focusing on the things you're the best at and just Mm -hmm. delegating. So I think that's what helped me stop multitasking and leverage all my energy and focus on those things and and put the other ones on the side and delegate them or find people who are better than me, surround myself with talents. So so that's my my take on things. This is my new learning of 2017, probably. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that's very good. Hey, that was my five questions. I think that's pretty good for now. That, that took us about yeah, half an hour or so, but there are many more. Yeah. But, but thanks so much. I think this was, these were really good answers uh, from you particularly. Um, uh, something I, uh, you know, toward the end, like thinking about what you do, uh, tell us like how can people connect with you and where can they find you?
0: Sure. So they can... Um they can add me on LinkedIn, uh, Vanessa L. So uh, that's E-L-L-E uh, at the end. And they can also connect with me on my website. Uh, it's VanessaL.com. Actually, to connect with me and, and talk to me directly, it's uh, they can send me an email, hello at VanessaL.com. Um, but I'm also on social media, so it should be easy to find when you type in Vanessa L. Mm,
1: fantastic. And then my final question, yes. since this is a podcast about how to be extraordinary and and getting people to build extraordinary brands and businesses. What does it take, when you hear that word, what does it take for you to be extraordinary?
0: I think there's different ways to define the word extraordinary, but I think that it's a great question and I think it's going to summarize this whole 30 minutes (laughs) very well. (laughs) I I really think that at at the essence of all of us, we're all extraordinary in our own ways. And by that, I mean remarkable, if I define it that way. And um, I think it's all a question of, Finding what it is that makes us remarkable and daring to, you know, accept it and, and take it and and, you know, enlighten the world with that very you know unique thing about us. And if we do that, if we dare be ourselves instead of being influenced by, you know, the others around us, of course, we're all influenced and inspired. But I mean, if we just dare to stand for for that extraordinary essence of ours, then then we can live an extraordinary life. Mm.
1: Love that. Very good summary. I think that sums it <laughs> up. Like, I'm, I'm even going to pass on my final, final question because that was such a good answer. Hey, Vanessa, <laughs> thank you so much for joining the podcast. It was really a pleasure. pleasure to talk to you and, and I, I really loved your answers. I couldn't agree more and I actually learned a bit uh, as well. So thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. Well, thank you for your great questions and it was my pleasure uh, to be on your podcast. Thank you. Very
1: best. <laughs> all, the, all the best.